The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. Ultimately, I want to help you create your ideal business lifestyle. And I suspect for some that this may be in the I don't believe it's possible basket. For some of us, it can be challenging to look ahead, especially when things may not be going according to plan. Well, today's guest, Damien Lupo, has been there and is going to share with you how you can reinvent yourself after falling down And as you'll hear from Damien, he fell down in a big way. So welcome, Damien. Hello, Shirley. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And I'm really excited to hear your story today because um, you did well and then not so well. And now you're creating your own ideal business lifestyle. And so I really want to hear that story and encourage our listeners with that. So, Damien, you're an entrepreneur at heart. You started your first business at age 11. And since then, you've gone on to start another 30 businesses. Wow. You founded your own martial art, Yukido, as well as holding three other black belts. You paid for your first rental house with a visa, bought 150 houses in seven states over the next five years, and then went through a $20 million meltdown in 2008. Today, you run an Austin-based fintech, and we'll talk about that a little later on, dedicated to disrupting Wall Street by getting people off the Wall Street roller coaster and in control of their money and financial future. You've written five books, with two more being released in 2017. So tell us, Damien, what happened in 2008? It was a year many will remember, but what did that mean for you personally? 2008 was a an experience of skydiving off of a cliff without a parachute, and it was it was really I think for my from my vantage point from my experience it was the universe saying okay well you you and a lot of other people need to ha- have a cleansing, and for me that was that was building up a, a giant portfolio of real estate, being an entrepreneur and trying a lot of things, making a lot of money, and and not really having a foundation. So when 2008 came, I had a $20 million portfolio that I'd built up starting in 1999. It was mostly houses all over the United States. And I had a bit of a team that was helping out. The thing I didn't have was clarity around my mission. And I didn't really have it. I didn't have a focus on what I was doing in terms of why I was doing it with value, uh, values that were, that were driving it. So what that ultimately means for for people to understand, I was just focused on more. So I was focused on making money, and it, for, at first it was to become a millionaire. Did that, and then I said, okay, I want to be a multimillionaire. Did that, and then it just became more and more. So 
I was working 24/7 building up a portfolio of of more cash and, and more cash flow and it was a lot of success and I, I I had all the trappings I had the Ferrari and I had the American Express black card and 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 beautiful women and just I had everything that would make someone look at me and say wow he's really made it the problem is I didn't really have a fulfilled life I was killing myself inside out and it, it's not just a metaphor I was literally dying my my system in my 20s and I'm, I was I looked like I was fairly healthy at least I thought so but what happened is that all the stress and toxicity was building up in my system and so between 2005 and 2007 I started passing out a lot I was nauseous every day and I ended up checking myself into the Mayo Clinic and saying I think something's wrong maybe I have cancer and it was because I was running I was I was playing a game I guess it was the the game of the entrepreneur that doesn't really have a vision that's based on a mission it's just a vision based on more and eventually that that will kick us I it will, it will knock us down and and it'll tear us apart and, and it was really it was there was a process that was happening where I was killing myself just not knowing it because I wasn't really thinking about my my life as a holistic uh, life I was just thinking about my life was my balance sheet and 2008 when my, my balance sheet went to zero I didn't really know who I was so I kind of lost everything and had to start over and that included my health and my, my finances and the whole thing and so I have this perspective from going through a big build-up process and making many many millions of dollars to losing it all and then asking myself what what matters am I am I an entrepreneur and the answer is yes and how do I want to show up in that space differently Wow, wow, that's an absolutely incredible story and, you know, thank you for sharing that with us because I know that takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage to share that, you know, because there's so much put on us these days for the image to you know, look successful and, and not tell people too much. And one of the things that I'm really passionate about is, is helping the entrepreneur, the business owner and the leader and manager who is in that um, that zone of where they're doing what you were doing 24-7 and, you know, they may or may not be focused on the dollar and more and more, but it, it's this this system that they don't seem to be able to get out of. So I'm really excited to hear, you know, what you learned and I'm, I'm sorry that it was such a crash for you, but it seems like it, it was really a good thing for you because then you were able to find out who you are and find out what your why and your mission and your values were. Yeah, and and you know one of the things that that I've heard um, in the past where people have said that they were they were sorry and and well I appreciate that from folks I really looked at this whole thing as a gift and that the universe needed me to really see the truth and I remember even after this thing crashed and uh, if I look back I really don't like the person that I was in fact if I met myself from ten years ago I'd probably run away very quickly <laughs> and I, I remember after this all went down in, in 2010 I was volunteering for uh, a political campaign in the United States and I got fired as a volunteer and for about uh, for a number of months I was pretending that didn't happen because I was still wanting to live somewhere else other than the truth and eventually I just looked in the mirror and went wait a second why am I not acknowledging the truth because it's the truth is you can't change a lie and I was just I wanted to have a better image and I was I was running a facade and and so it was really important to start with and this is important for all of us to acknowledge the truth in business a lot of times that's the numbers we're, we're just we won't look at the actual numbers that could be working 20 hours a day that could be that our business is not profitable but just acknowledging the truth 
is the first place to start and I had to look at myself and, and ask who I was and, and that was the first bit of truth to really be open to and then be willing to share with others and ultimately when I wrote Reinvented Life it was sharing that with the world and once you write a book about your inner your secrets and your shadows and everything I mean it's out there so there's so everybody can see what's going on and, and that was part of me really really honoring the truth and not shying away from it anymore. So I have to ask them, well, you know, what did you do to reinvent yourself? So once you sort of acknowledged it and looked looked at yourself and said, well, who am I? Um, what were some of the things then that you did? There were, there, there were a number of things, Shirley, that I, I did to really find myself. A couple of the big ones, I, I spent uh, a lot of time talking to a world-class therapist and and it, it's interesting when I look back because he held space for me and I think a great coach or a great therapist really opens space for you to be the, your own guru, for you to see the answers that are sitting inside waiting for you. And then I dug into something that I'm super passionate about which is the martial arts where I've been teaching and training for almost 20 years and I spent a lot of time being there because that space I was able to be more present than just about anything else in my life and it allowed me to be and not just do a lot. And so those two things over a period of years allowed me to see something different about myself. I wasn't running so hot and so fast that I was I was busy and I couldn't see the truth. And and it just it gave me a, a chance to be still. And so that was my process for a couple of years. The culmination of that I think really was writing a book. And when Chris Ashby and I wrote Reinvented Life together and we shared that, it was this catharsis because once you put things on paper and, and by the way, if you ever want to bond with somebody in a totally different way, write a book with them when you're when you're writing it simultaneously, like on Google Docs, and share your story together. It's a it's a magical process of bonding. So uh, that was my way of of saying this is what's true. I'm going to put it in black and white, and and that way I can look at it and say I never want to do that again. And once it's in black and white, it's kind of in stone. So I would I would always say that that's a great process and. Um, there are some people that have written, uh, Hal Hubbard, for example, wrote The Miracle Morning, and the one of the processes in there, one of the, the six things that he does and suggests that I do is the journaling every day and just putting things on paper, whether it's writing a book or journaling, getting them out there is a great way to realize what the truth is because it forces you to get the inside out. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, I love to journal myself. It's uh, I, I wouldn't like anybody else to read it, though. I have to say I'm not sure I would like to publish it, but it certainly does help to, to get it out of your head, as you say. And so uh, there's a couple of things, a couple of places I want to go with this too. You, you mentioned about the martial arts. So for people who may not be so into martial arts, I think the point that we took away was to do something that you're passionate about and something that you can fully uh, get um, present in was a message that I heard. And then also you've got three black belts and you also started your own martial art, Yukido, which is, is a blend that you were saying before of yoga and Aikido. So how did that come about? Well, I, when, when I was I was training in martial arts, there came a point when I, I moved to Texas and I I was interested in yoga. It seemed like a really powerful way to build core strength. What I didn't realize when I was talking to Chris Ashby uh, in one of our random conversations, I asked him why he did yoga and he said because it allows me to open up and stretch, basically open my body up into a more uh, 
a deeper meditation and I thought, wow, I can't get my squirrel brain to stay still to meditate. Maybe this is something that I can really dive into. So I started doing more yoga simply so I could have better meditation and and be able to have that silence and that and that stillness in my life. And then once I was doing more yoga, I realized there was this connection between yoga and Aikido and it was all about breath and it was about presence. And so when I moved those, when I kind of pressed them together, it was with the intention that there was something I could give to the world and it was a unique twist. Uh, a lot of a lot of times women have tended to focus on yoga and they really didn't have a lot of uh, self-defense or or personal protection uh, techniques or methods or, or awareness or skills. And this was a way to give that to a lot of gals that could use it and we're, we're more veering towards yoga, which is amazing. And yet there's something missing when you might be a little bit scared moving out in the world. This gave women that chance. And so when I teach women that the, the Yokido principles and, and they can bridge their background in yoga into martial arts, it, it allows them to walk out there with a different confidence and, and not, not be so worried about being attacked or, or things like that. So that's kind of how it came to be. It was sort of this magical blend that happened organically because I was doing things that were so, so interesting and so um, just that I loved so much. And, and then Yokito popped out of it, kind of birthed out of, out of the universe. Wow, I, I love that. And so if people are interested in learning more about Yokito, um, is there somewhere that they can go for that? Yeah, Yokido is, is uh, the best place to go is yokido.org and you can see some of the, the ideas, the philosophy and some videos and some of my students and, and things and it's, you know, I think it's fun to, to dig into that a little bit but yokido.org is the place to go. Okay, great. Well, um, thank you for sharing your story with us. It's absolutely fascinating and we're going to take a short break and when we come back, let's look at some of these businesses that you've started and the three things that you learned from starting all of them. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Jess Tonfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal business lifestyle. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to reclaim your freedom with shirley dalton if you have a question or a comment about the program please send an email to questions at dalton business systems.com again that's questions at dalton business systems.com now back to reclaim your freedom well, you're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm Shirley Dalton, and today we're talking with Damien Lupo. And Damien has shared an extraordinary story with us where he had plenty, lost it, and now has reinvented himself and has had the guts and the courage to actually put that out there. I'm not sure that I could do that, Damien, but <laughs> it's a work in progress, and, and we thank you for it. You mentioned at one point that you had to find out who you were and uh, what was your mission in life and you found that you were an entrepreneur and we want to talk about your 30 odd businesses that you've started and what you've learned but let's just circle back for a minute and what did you find? Well I, I think what, what I found is that uh, when I was when I when I look back in the beginning and I was I was asking myself how am I, how am I going to do this because I remember hearing a, a quote by Robert Kiyosaki and it was it's a great it's a great question and the question is instead of instead of uh, when you look at something and saying I can't do that a better question is to ask how can you do something how can you create wealth how can you do whatever it is and I loved that so for a long time my answer to that was surround myself with people that had done it so that I could. I could mimic them and mirror them and, and just and use them as role models, which is very powerful. The, the the problem with it, what I learned was that if you mirror and match and mimic other people, you you're generally going to become them. I talk about this in Reinvented Life, the Bucky Five, the five people that you hang around, you're going to end up becoming like. And Jim Rohn has talked about this. Many people have. Mm-hmm. The the problem with that is that when you when you do that, you haven't asked the bigger question, which is who are they? under the hood like who who are these people what are their values what's driving them do they have ethics and morals and when i look back i realized that the, many many of the people in fact most of the people that i was i was listening to were were lacking ethics and morals and they didn't really drive based on truth and honor and respect they were just they were doing more and they were making more money which is what i ended up doing and i became them and it was disgusting because I, the, the lack of morals and ethics is not something that's okay with me anymore. It was back then because I was blending and I was just going for all the, the, the wealth, at least the financial wealth. So what I learned is that you've got to be really careful about who you're, you're around and if the ethics, ethics and morals are missing, to me that's a, a non-starter. It means that I'm not interested in spending time with people. I'm not going to do business with them. I'm not going to hire them. I don't even want customers that have a lack of ethics and morals. I'd rather say no thanks than, than take a big check from somebody that doesn't have ethics and morals. It's, it's just part of my code. Before, I didn't really have a code. So that's a huge shift, and I think it's a great lesson for people to consider. What are your ethics and morals? And the people that are around you that you're letting influence you, do they have the ethics and morals that you want that are important to you? 
Yes, and and I love that you say that because a lot of people will say, you know, their first customers in business, their only criteria was a pulse and a check. <laughs> and I love that you, you're looking now and saying, well, you know, I don't even want customers if they don't have these ethics and values and morals. And and again, that's gutsy too, you know, because sometimes we think, oh, gee, you know, it's another customer. Um, but ultimately, it, it is that relationship in the end. And so tell well, me. And it's, that- Go. I, I was just I was thinking I had a, a, a situation this last week and, and one of the things that I noticed is we had a, a potential customer and that this particular person it was obvious was cheating the government and what I, I, was, I was telling my team it's not worth it let's say no thank you there's probably somebody else better suited because it's not just about having a moral code it's realizing that if you're allowing that type of energy in you're going to pay a price it's not going to be worth the money eventually you're going to pay a price it's going to cost you dollars or it's going to cost you time or it's going to cost you brain damage so you're going to pay a price if you if you allow that in one way or another Yes, and one of the things that I found in my business working with people is that I particularly qualify people on responsibility and when I'm talking to people, if they're telling me about all their woes and how it was this person's fault and that person's fault and you know this supplier that they had and in fact one day I was coaching one guy and he kept moaning and I just looked at him and I said, so tell me, when will it be my turn? And he said, I beg your pardon? I said, when will it be my turn? I said, you've just listed off all of these other people who have done all the wrong by you. I said, so I'm just wondering. <laughs> he didn't like it, but, yeah, that that's a thing. And, and so if you notice that somebody has got values or morals that aren't in alignment with you, then um, good on you for, for choosing it and for qualifying that. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's it's something that we have to start with. We really have to qualify, and that's one of the things that we've we've done in the, in the business that that I started a year ago was really defining the avatar, who it is that we want to serve, and and who we're who we're building everything for. Who and and the the primary value we have is is self responsibility. So it's a it's a filter. I mean, uh-huh. people are either self-responsible or not. Our our core product and, and all the work we do is based on something for people that are self-responsible. If they're not, they're not going to fit into our into our system or our culture anyway. So it's a, it's, a, it's a great filter. I love having values that are really hard like that, where you you filter people through those values and and you start there. And the wrong people just kind of fade away really quickly. <laughs> yes. That's nice. And so um, you mentioned a couple of things there that I want to pick up on too. Um, Certainly talking about the business that you started a year ago and we were mentioning in the break that you did that uh, deliberately with the end result of your lifestyle in in mind and then, you know, talking about you've started over 30 businesses, so the top things that you've learned from starting all of these. Yeah, the... the the, one of the things that I, I realized after starting a number of businesses, I, I realized that I was starting businesses to create wealth, and what I was doing was I was trading my freedom for a lot of the wealth. And I, as a, one of my close friends in, uh, over in Europe that I was uh, traveling in the Czech Republic last September told me, he said, my, my most important thing in life, period, is freedom. And I, I went, yeah, I guess if you boil everything down with me, that's the same thing. And so when I set up this business, it was really with that intention that I wanted to have the freedom to be able to serve my, my customers and my team and, and my shareholders. I wanted to be able to do all that and, and still and have my life. And I decided I, the, the lifestyle, the vision I have for my life was going to be the, the precursor to the business. I wasn't going to set the business up and try to figure out how to, to create my life. So 
for me, that meant I needed to be able to be mobile. I needed to be able to work my business. Like right now, I'm in the in in the mountains of of Colorado with my team, and we we set the business up so that we could be mobile. That we don't have some big big building. And I, if you're a chiropractor, that's not realistic, probably, unless you're going to do traveling uh, work with with your patients. But for me, I wanted to make sure that the business was going to serve me and it wasn't going to be like 15 years ago when I had my office in Arizona and I was sleeping under my desk and I was basically chained to my desk. I mean, it was bad. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs end up in that space where we're just we're, we're running in this hamster wheel and faster and faster and we hope one day we'll actually have a life. I decided that my life had to be served by the business, otherwise I would do a different business. It wasn't the other way around. Oh, look, if I had a gong here, I would be ringing it <laughs> because <laughs> that's, that's you know, the message that, that we really want people to get. And a lot of people think that it is the, the, the way that you say, you know, I'll, I'll do the work and then and get it. But it, it, in fact, you really do need to be intentional about it. So, so tell us more about that because I really want to encourage our listeners. You know, this is why you're working is to create your ideal business lifestyle. Absolutely. One of the things that I do on a regular basis every year, and I have it this a year out, is I make sure that in my calendar I've planned all the different trips that I want to do. So that's typically three or four trips throughout the year. And when, I, when I've worked with, with people one-on-one -on -one doing some consulting over the years, one of the things I find with people that are doing really well financially is they typically are not doing that. And I, I'll always ask the question, and this is something that I learned from, from Dan Sullivan, strategic coach, and, and some other people that do some high-level coaching, that if you do that, things tend to fit around that. Your, your work gets done, the business gets done, you find resources, you find people, and the, everything happens. You also tend to, if, if we think about when we go on vacation, what will happen is we work really, really hard the few weeks before the vacation. And if we can structure rhythms around having vacations every three or four months that are not just a weekend, but like a week or two or three or a month, if we do that, then we tend to go into this hyper-accelerated focused mo mode versus just kind of cruising along all year feeling like we're getting burned out because we're never taking a vacation to get recharged. So I, I structure my entire year out. And I'm not willing to say, okay, I need to keep it all open for whatever might come up. I know what's coming up. It's it's trips to different countries. It's to, it's trips to yoga conventions, and and then that leads into finding new ways of of leveraging with other people to have a, a team that you can delegate to. It forces you to think differently than I'm going to do everything all the time because I'm so darn good at what I do. It forces you to start letting go and surrendering, and in that you have a lot of leverage where the universe starts to conspire with you and you actually have a life instead of just being a hamster in a wheel going faster and faster. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I I love it. It's uh, I don't even want to make comments to that other than I love it. And um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I think you know some of the principles that you're bringing in there too about the universe supporting you and about getting creative and focused there. It, you know, it really is. I think the mindset that it is possible. And we started out by saying that in the first place. Um, you know, a lot of people think that it isn't isn't possible, and so therefore, you know, it it you get a um, self fulfilling prophecy. But I love the fact that you said no. I've, look, I've had it, and it didn't really satisfy me. I didn't like who I was. And yes, I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm going to go into business, but not just for the sake of making money. And a lot of people that um, come you come across in the the business world, it's profit, 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 profit 
But what you've done is you've sat back and said, well, hang on a minute, what's my mission? What is it that I want to do? And then what's the lifestyle that I want to have from my business? And then you've created it from that, which, as you say, is making you think differently and come up with different ways of being able to fulfil that. So, again, uh, I think it takes a lot of guts to actually take that action and to do that, um, but good on you for, for doing that. So I, th I think it's a really good time for us to take a break now and then when we come back, let's look at some of the things that might get in the way of us having this lifestyle and um, the difference between what you perceive as wealth and um, you know a, a, a good business. Stay with us and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Jess Tonfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, at ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal business lifestyle. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. You know, every now and again you get to have a conversation with somebody who is just, it feels totally aligned and, uh, you know, I don't even want to be butting in or saying any comments here. I just want to let Damien talk because, Damien, what you're saying, I'm sitting here nodding, yes, 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 you know, getting all excited about it. And uh, and listeners, you know, this I really am passionate about this, that you can actually create the business and life of your dreams. And Damien is telling you today exactly how you can do it. And he can tell you that because he's done it. So three things, Damien, that you learned. Three things that I learned over, over the last 20 years of all these businesses starting them up. And uh, the first one was you've got to be clear on the truth. And we can talk about the truth, how or what we believe. We can also talk about the truth in business, and which is based a lot on numbers. I spent two years in, in uh, my, my 
big real estate business not tracking anything and you can imagine what it's like to have about 50 houses that you're renting out not really knowing what's going on so one of the things I do now is, is I'm crystal clear from day one with a hired bookkeeper accountant I know exactly what's going on in the business I know what my metrics are and it's not a mystery so I can operate from the truth that is one thing that I see people missing all the time because they don't think they can afford it or they don't think it's important it's always important it's never not important so understanding the numbers and having somebody else do it is is a really powerful point of leverage and that goes into the other thing one of the other things I learned which is that your team is really everything if you think that you're the best at everything and that you should do everything you're you're gonna kinda it's a self-fulfilling prophecy you're gonna probably have really weak cheap people that aren't very good at things and then you'll take over and you'll never have leverage and you'll never have freedom so it's important to find the best and how do you find the best I think you have to you have to show up with something that's bigger than life you have to have a mission that's based on something really big really impactful that the world-class people want to get behind and before when I was doing my real estate stuff and my other businesses it was just about making some money so I didn't really have super great people today I've got a world-class team because they understand what we're doing to impact society to getting people getting people off the Wall Street roller coaster and and giving them freedom from from really an uncertain future so that they're not just focused on security all the time they can actually focus on abundance and the team is based on this mission to do that and the mission is is structured around our six key values and the number one value is self responsibility so it's a really powerful it's a really powerful thing to share that with people to say we are all about self-responsibility and we're we want you in here because we believe that you are self-responsible people that are self-responsible that resonates with them and you end up with world-class people one of my mentors Steve Siebold talks about world the world-class the secrets of the world-class and everybody that's world-class is self-responsible most people aren't the ones that are it resonates with and those are the people that you want around you I mean there's just no exception to it Okay, so um, just for our listeners and just for clarity, what would be your definition or an example of self-responsible? Self-responsible means that everything is, you own everything, everything in your life. And even if you can't control a hurricane or a typhoon, you own your, your response to it, your reaction. And there is no, there's no blame, there's no justifying, there's, there's no finger pointing, everything stops with you. And it just, it, it's very clean because you're never looking out elsewhere for anything that's happened and the coolest part about that is you're always able to do something with it you're never stuck the moment you go into blame and you can hear it with people when they talk about they complain and they moan and whine about their lives they have given up their power because they're not responsible if they're responsible they can do something and it's really just the words we use and which turn into the beliefs and and so it's it's letting go of all the blame and and all of the justifying anything it's it's our lives we did it it's, I mean, I, I look at that when I melted down. I could blame everybody, the economy, my partners. No, it was me. I did it. It was my call. It was my choices. And that I will do something different, and I will be something different. You hear it. You know when people are responsible because of their words. And, but that's, that's what it means to me. Great. Okay. Well, thank you for that definition. I, you know, it's a, I, I know what I think it means, but I, again, I just lo I love that for our listeners because for some people this might be a totally new concept and it's like, what? What do you mean I'm responsible? <laughs> so it's really good to have that. Um, you, you mentioned um, before, or we mentioned before, about the difference between the pain of regret and the pain of discipline. And, you know, I'm thinking coming from your martial arts background, that would be something really important for you. And then I also want to talk about uh, what you are doing now with your mission in terms of focusing on abundance and not security and, um, you know, disrupting Wall Street. 
and also to um, get that definition of fintech, what you know, financial technology company, what that actually means. Well, let's uh, let, let's start. With, let's, let's go on all all those and hit them all. The the, the when I look at uh, wealth and and I, I ask myself, what does this mean? To me, it means the ability to to be free and open to make choices and. And really, it's the confidence to be able to create. Because I look at my, even when I blew up and I and I lost my money, the 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 shift wasn't when I made more money. It was in the in the in the moment that I became confident that I could again. I actually thought for a while that I was I, I didn't have the ability that maybe it was a fluke. And I think when people really have the belief that they can create, that's what wealth is. It's because you can take somebody everything away from someone if they believe they can do it, just like Henry Ford said, if I lose all my money, I'll have it back in five years. He had the belief and confidence. So training with the world class people to to help us develop that muscle of confidence, that's where we create the wealth. It's not about a million in the bank. It's about the confidence to create. Once you have that, you're unlimited wealth. Um, and and that's real abundance. So I would I would say that that's that's what I that's how I look at wealth and mm -hmm. Uh, and then, in terms of, of this, the idea of a fintech, it's it's kind of a fun thing. It's relatively new. It's a it's a mesh of fi a financial technology company, and and what we're doing. A lot of companies out there are finding ways to disrupt what's what's been in place for years and decades, centuries. Whether it's insurance or banking or or whatever, we're finding ways to use technology to provide financial services and uh, financial empowerment with people. And absolutely disrupt the system, and it's it's really fun to, to think about what's going on if you're in this abundance space. It's terrifying if you're not in the abundance space or you want things to be status quo. Our job is to d disrupt the banking system. It's to disrupt Wall Street. We are not friends with with the folks out there that want to keep everything the way it has been, where there's a small group of people making all the money. We're we're all about giving people the power and the tools and their wealth so that they can keep it, grow it, and expand it. And so we're, we're just finding ways to use exponential technology that Peter Diamandis talks about and, and a lot of my friends in that community are, are talking about using these, these exponential technologies to find ways to give, more, give people more and, and be able to um, take all that fat out of the system that's just been kind of easy for these big institutions. We're, we're, we're taking all that wealth out of that system and putting it in people's hands. So that's that's what fintech is. It's it's using technology to kind of disrupt the the financial systems that have really served one group of people for decades and centuries and really have not uh, put the wealth in people's hands that, that we're working on doing. And I like the distinction that you make there between abundance and security and that having that confidence that you can create. And so for people that are interested in knowing more then about, well, what, what is the technology and how do I get my hands on it and how do I find out more about this, um, where can they go? Best place for people to, to go in and investigate what, what is, is TotalControlFinancial.com. That, that's, that's our company. It's it's the tools that we're we're offering and that we we share with people and it's the resources and the people that we're paying attention to the thought leaders that are that are attaching themselves to this abundance mindset. Uh, Peter Diamandis wrote the book Abundance and I and I love that and I love being around people like you that are are optimistic and and future focused and not holding on to the past. And so we we have that conversation in in our um, in our community with within our company and the things that we're developing for people. And in fact, if people want to uh, read more, if they want to read Reinvented Life anywhere they are in, in the world or the, the books that I've written, um, 
what I do want to do is, is offer those to folks. I, can I can I give everybody a link to to get yes. those those books and please. All right. So go go to totalcontrolfinancial.com forward slash Shirley and all. There's going to be an opportunity to to grab the books. You can also get them on Amazon. If you want to go to the site, uh, I'll have the option for either eBooks or um, or a physical book, and, and we'll ship them out depending on where you are in the world, whatever is easier for you. Some of us that are traveling a lot, it's it's easier to have an eBook or a Kindle or something. So just check, check it out, and there's going to be more there. But I'd love to to be able to share that stuff uh, with with folks especially the ones where self-responsibility resonates. Yes, and one of the things that I always encourage my audience to do is to take action. You know, it's it's nice to have the information and to hear the expertise, but at the end of the day, if you don't do anything, nothing changes. <laughs> so, so, so true. Yeah, listeners, totalcontrolfinancial.com forward slash Shirley. <laughs> Go and get that information and do something with it. That's right, and that's and that's you know it's, it's interesting because oftentimes we're we're afraid we're going to make a mistake. We're we're afraid that um, that we're not going to get something right, so we don't take action. And it it makes me think of something that I, I learned from Buckminster Fuller, who was may, maybe the the smartest person. In fact, Einstein said he was. Uh, Einstein felt felt uh, not not very smart around Bucky, or just looked at Bucky as a true genius. And Bucky talked about the universe giving us mistakes. And, and that mistakes are, they're, they're the universe, that they wrap up this wisdom, it's gift-wrapped in these disasters and messes, and, and that's where we grow, and it's, it's where we expand to where we have the confidence. And especially with, with money or business, there's this hesitation that we want to get things perfect, and what we lose is the gift of, of growing, and that growth is one of our six values. So we're always looking for things we can try and learn and, and stumble around on, because that's how we know we're expanding and living. We're not interested in tiptoeing safely to death's door. We're interested in really making an impact. And when you really focus on making an impact and living, you're going to fall on your face every once in a while, and then you get up. You might have a bloody nose. But that's, that's the universe, like I said before, conspiring with you to give you more tools and more power with that confidence of experience and wisdom. <laughs> yes, and, and as you're saying that, I'm sitting here thinking the universe has given me plenty of those at the moment. <laughs> we, we, uh, we, we thought we were coming to America for one thing and uh, certainly getting lots of challenges and finding other things. And, uh, you know, and I talk about self-responsibility. I look at, in the mirror and I go, hmm, okay, what am I doing to create this? <laughs> uh, love it. So, pain of regret versus pain of discipline. I think we might leave it here for a quick break and listen to a couple of our sponsors. And I just want to give a shout out to one of them, which is Jess Toddfeld. And uh, Jess helps people to get known on TV and radio. And he has a book called Media Secrets. And he actually gives those to our guests. So, I'll forward one to you. And I just want to shout out for that. So, stay with us. We're going to be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Just Toddfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. 
He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Business Lifestyle. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Well, welcome back. Wow. What an interesting and uplifting and inspiring conversation today that we're having today with Damien Lupo and Damien has total control financial and even that to me is like backwards you know people mostly say oh do you want to have total financial control and I had to look at it twice it's total control financial so let's talk a little bit about that and also you know we, we've skirted around the pain of regret versus the pain of discipline and you know I'm guessing with your martial arts you're right into discipline you know it's not something that people can do unless they really commit to that. Yeah, there, there, there is actually. There's this, this something that that really that, that hit me a, a few years ago, where I really understood discipline versus regret, and especially in my early years, it being disciplined when you're in a, a very easy environment, Western civilization, it's pretty easy to be kind of lazy, even if it looks like you're working really hard. And and what I realized is. Uh, I was having a conversation with my dad uh, after he was diagnosed with stage four cancer. He, he and I were sitting down, and he really he probably had I don't know four or five weeks to, to go, and and we were just sitting there having a conversation. Turned out our last conversation, and I I was uh, I was chatting with him about his life, and and he looked at me and just kind of stopped for a second, and he said, you know, I just I just had so many things that I wanted to do, and. I I just I broke and I realized I was I was feeling what it's like to be at the end and have regret and I went okay you know what whatever the pain of discipline is it's worth it I'm gonna do that because the pain that I just felt there was more than I could bear and it is more than I would want for anybody to have to bear and if there's anything that I could do to push people towards the discipline and owning their self which is why self responsibility is so important and to, to book their lives, to, to say, here's what I want, here's what I'm going to do, and to actually do it, it's, it, whatever that takes is worth it because feeling someone in their last moments regretting the things that they didn't do is almost too much to handle. And that's so now discipline is a lot easier, 
martial arts is a great example of it too, where you've got to show up over and over. And regret would be going, gosh, I wish I had done that. And discipline is, is showing up there sometimes when you go years without really doing anything. You don't feel like you're making progress. But the discipline of showing up, and truly, showing up is 90% of success. It's just, uh -huh. you just got to be in the game. I mean, it's life. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not meant to be on the sidelines. Mm, yeah, wow. Uh, I had um, goosebumps as you were telling that story about your dad. I mean, that wow, what a very powerful um, lesson for you. And um, wow, that's all I'm going to say about that. Wow. Thank you for sharing. So you mentioned a couple of times now your values and you said that you have six values and listeners, can you say uh, what they are? Uh, I know Damien's mentioned two of them already. Let's see if you pick them up. The first one was self-responsibility and the second one was growth. So would you mind sharing what the other ones are with us? Yeah, definitely. The, the other ones, the other four are relationships. So everything that we do, it's based on relationship. My team members and I, the shareholders, Holders, our customers. It's not about a transaction. I, I'm not looking for. Do, I'm not looking to do something, and we won't build anything with, that's not based on a relationship. It's long term. It's fulfilling. It's not just success. And that's one of the chapters in Reinvented Life where I talk about success versus fulfillment. Relationships are fulfilling, so we focus on those all the time. And two of the really important things in the financial world are are transparency and candor. We, and those are the other two that we, we focus on, making sure that we're having candid conversations amongst ourselves and with, with our customers and our clients and being totally transparent so people don't have to wonder, okay, how am I getting screwed here? We're very open that here's, here's, how, this, here's how this works, here's what it costs, and here's, here's, how you, here's what you can expect. So there's no mystery. I think a lot of the financial services are, are um, there's, there's like a, a curtain and you don't really get to see behind the curtain or know what's really happening and you don't really know whether you're making money or, or you're losing money and you're told a story and then you wake up 50 years later and you go, wow, that didn't really work out very well, but it's too late. So the, the final one, is 10x. We everything we we do, we plan. We ask the 10x question: How can we be 10x more, 10 times more impactful? How can we give people 10 times more uh, benefits? And we're always asking the question, kind of like Peter Thiel uh, threw out recently, where he said, if you're going to plan, if you think you can do something in 10 years, ask yourself how you could do it in six months. And it really changes things. Uh, we the in terms of how you start seeing things, your awareness on what's possible and the resources that are out there. And in our in our business with Total Control Financial, we, we're giving people this tool to where they can take their money out of a system that really kind of pillages them for decades. And we're saying, you've got the opportunity, if you're using this tool and these values of self-responsibility and 10x thinking, to take your finances and let, and you can use them to create this abundant life and have 10 times the returns that you would ever get in Wall Street because you're going to be in control of it. And that tends to resonate with people that are self-responsible. They say, yeah, I, I want to do that. I don't want to be on this roller coaster. And and then they start studying. And, and after they get over the, the whole, this isn't possible, then they get really excited after they've been a little bit annoyed that they didn't know about it 10 years earlier. <laughs> it's their own personal mental roller coaster that they go through. So it's... Those values lead what we're doing. And, and just that the 10x philosophy, Grant Cardone, Jones a little bit responsible for this when he wrote about the 10x idea in in his book 10x rule. It's it's a different way of looking at things. It's very optimistic and abundant and it's exciting. It's not it's not debilitating or or paralyzing like a lot of the other thinking. So we really are always challenging each other to ask the 10x question. Okay, and um, you might have just faded in and out a little bit when you mentioned the author and the name of that book. 
the the author Grant Cardone wrote the 10x rule, and his recent one is is awesome. It's called Be Obsessed or Be Average, and I think that hits people really hard because they go, I don't want to be average, but obsessed is like a four-letter word. It's very <laughs> bad or something. I love being obsessed. It doesn't mean that you have one thing in your life and that's it. It means you're totally in. When you're in, you're in. If you're in a relationship or your business, you are in. You're not just kind of tap dancing around or or doing it in a in a an average way, like you're really going for it, and that's who we love. That's who we look up to. The people that are obsessed, that they're they're world class performers, or they they create amazing experiences. And I think all of us has it in us once we become obsessed and once we start thinking 10x. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, wow, we've talked a lot about where you came from and how you've changed and grown over the years. So, what's next? What is next? Surely that's that, that's a big question. It's it's uh, it, the ten x question comes back. How, how am I going to deliver ten times the the results to ten times the people over this next year? And at the end of this year, I'm going to be asking the same question. And it's not just because it's not for more uh, more consumption. It's it's for more impact. It it keeps me it keeps my eyes open. I woke I woke up at two o'clock in the morning a couple nights ago, and and I couldn't wait to get my day started. I tried to stay there in bed because it seemed ridiculous to wake up at two. The, the mindset, though, that I have to be able to get people out of Wall Street jail and to help people take control and own their lives, that kind of obsession keeps me asking that question. How do we do more for more people? And and then all of a sudden, it's like magic. The, the coolest people in the world start coming into into my life, like like our interview, our conversation now, and then people will listen and, and they'll say, hey, I heard you on this thing and, and I have new friends because of that thinking these uh-huh. amazing people because it's really all about the people and but it starts with the thinking because you're not going to attract really great people if you're if your thinking is terrible <laughs> no that's right and it's the same with our audience you know you were asking me at the beginning uh, who is our audience and and they're leaders managers entrepreneurs and business owners but they're a particular type of audience so it's not just somebody who owns a business it's somebody who is into this into self-responsibility into personal growth and um, you know I joke about it and say oh they think that it's not possible but to be listening to our show, they have to be interested in it because each each week I bring them guests that really give them the opportunity to learn and to grow. And every week I want people to take something away from the interview that they can implement to, you know, improve their lives. And so, Damien, unfortunately we're out of time. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. I know I could certainly relate to what you shared and I love the strategies that you shared to help us reinvent ourselves and not be concerned about making mistakes. Listeners, again, some great content and insights and I trust that this has inspired you to look at your life and not be afraid to make mistakes, rather to take action towards creating your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend and we'll see you here for the next show.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.